Come on. Chris Hall is a co-founder and chief product officer at Otis.com. They are the first ed tech platform to centralize learning management, assessment, and data for educators, students, and families. And now, finally, a guest on Lifeblood Nurture. Welcome, Chris. Excited to be here, George. Can't wait to talk to you today. Yeah, excited to have you on. This is George G., and it is time to go. Chris, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a father of four. So I have a, a seven-year-old, a five-year-old, and then twin three-year-olds. And um, really got into being a father because I also, why I got into my job at first was I just really enjoy kids. So I was a teacher for 11 years. Um, I thought I was going to be uh, an athlete. I quickly realized that was professional athlete was not in my uh, not in my cards. Didn't have quite that ability to make it happen. But then I got into teaching, and that really involved around like helping kids find themselves, helping kids have that like aha moment. And that really got me started into education and into coaching. And then I have four kids of my own, which you know I sometimes look at my wife and go, "What did we get ourselves into?" Um, there are many a moment we're extremely happy, but then there are those moments where <laughs> you got, "Can you go?" We say, "Can you go four for four? Can all four cry in a single hour or day?" A day pretty often happens. Not that you know sure. you want to be proud of that, but um, really just excited to be here to talk more about that. And then I, you know, with teaching. I ended up getting into Otis, which is, you know, I'm a co-founder of the platform you described, which really helps you teach, grade, analyze, and plan. Really help maximize learning for each kid. And it's really about connecting to the kids and helping each one find themselves, right? And it's, you know, I have four kids. They're all very unique. You know, I used to have 150 students at a time. And it's just one of those things. How can we unlock their potential? How can we help them, you know, reach what they want to do? You know, facilitate their journey is really kind of why I try to do what I do. I love it. So I've got a soon-to-be five-year-old and a soon-to-be two-year-old. You're saying seven, five, and then the twin three-year-olds just just made my heart go out to you. So. <laughs> yeah, you're at the moment. You know, like the two-year-olds are fun. You know, the five. I my. You know, I, I think every age is fun, but there is there is uh there is definitely the pluses and minuses. So we had four under four. There were a couple months where there were four under four. So I always, I always, my heart reaches out for anybody. Five and two is like that similar thing where they're, they can torment and they can, they can torment each other, but they can play with each other. It's like the best of both worlds, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cheers, cheers to that. And can we get all four kids to cry at the same time? Of course we can. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's the goal. Sometimes it's the reality, but hey, right. got to right. enjoy. It's amazing how those moments just become just they, they kind of evaporate from your memory. Like I look back and it's like, man, it doesn't, didn't seem that bad a couple of weeks ago. But then it's like today, it's like, wait, I think we just remember the good, which is a great thing. It's a great, you know, whatever whatever allows us to remember the good is a, is a good quality to have. Yeah, that's, that's, that's without question some kind of a survival mechanism or – or genetic imperative that that's hardwired in to forget about the really awful stuff and to bring to the top the really good stuff. So anyway, all right. So lay out sort of the problem 
the, the, the problem you had 150 students i feel like more and more so today teachers have more on their plate than ever before and now we're in an era where parents are looking at homeschooling tell me the problem tell me the solution yeah, so the problem really faced was this information about kids, right, that really allow you to unlock their potential was spread between too many systems. And teachers are asked with a ton of tasks. They have to do all of these administrative things from are they, I mean, some of them sound easy, but it's like, are they present? But are they engaged? Um, what are their math skills? What are their English skills? All of a sudden, the things that you're you're being asked to know about a kid just really more from, oh, yeah, that's like a simple checklist. But if you have 150 kids and you have 225 items on your checklist, it really grows quickly. And so because that information about kids would be in a lot of different places where where's their reading skills or what's their attendance like or what are they? You know, I kind of went to these things that I often talk about, which are like, what are their reading abilities or their math abilities? But they're also things like, what are they passionate about? What do they care about? Like, if you talk to my son, who's five, if you mention anything that's related to sports or football or soccer, you know, it's anything, he's going to be engaged. You could make, like, we were watching the, I live near Chicago, we were watching the Chicago Bears, and he was all of a sudden understanding math. He's like, oh, man, they scored a touchdown. It's going to be plus this. It's like he will run through a wall if it relates to sports. And kids, you know, when I was teaching, they were the same way. Now, you might have to relate it to Fortnite or you might have to relate it to Project Runway or the latest show. But there are these passions kids have. And when you have a passion, you have an interest, you're willing to put in the extra effort. You know, I always looked at the kids who were willing to do, you know, these dance moves or these would be, you know, be a musician kids are really resilient and they're willing to do a lot of work to do, achieve you know, results, but you gotta be able to unlock that. And what was ending up happening was this information about kids was too disconnected. And what ended up happening was some teachers wouldn't unlock it for one kid, but maybe not this other kid. And what Otis tries to do is it tries to put a lot of the tasks that are on the plates of the families and the students and the educators, and they put it into one system. So you're a little bit more effective at each little task, mm -hmm. and that information is being gathered in one place, kind of like a Fitbit or you know, kind of like a you know a smartwatch, where it's tracking things as you go, so that you're just working on, oh, am I getting to know the kid? Is the kid completing their work? Are they completing their lessons? Are they turning in their homework? Are they taking these assessments and these quizzes in one place? Well, now all the information's in one place. So now you can see, wow, they wrote a blog post about their favorite TV show or their favorite activity. Well, that's alongside their, you know, their district math test. And that's alongside the test that they took from last year. And so that you're able to actually articulate from year to year, from teacher to teacher, who a kid is, so that every teacher has the opportunity to get to know them and really be able to push them forward and help them maximize learning. Nice. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine, as you were describing that, just for lack of a better term, the simple little things that need to be tracked and need to be monitored for so many different kids, let alone the stuff that they're really excited about and they're really passionate about, which is why teachers got into teaching in the first place, I, I would have to imagine. so. And this is all possible be, be because of technology yeah i think technology really you know a goal of a technology is to be a tool that you can use to make your job easier you know i'm i'm ripping up our laundry room floor right now and it's like if i had no tools that would be pretty hard now mm -hmm. if again if i take 
you know, this flooring, if I took a jackhammer to it, it wouldn't be very effective. That's not the right tool for the job. And so Otis really provides a wide range of tools that will fit your needs at a given time so that you can get your job done. And it really becomes important because each kid has so much potential. And if we can help each one a little bit or a lot of it, it can really make a huge impact on, on their lives, but also the family lives. And, you know, you have two kids. You know, if you were to ask your five-year-old, how's school going today? You know, I'm sure I'm sure that context, you know, you're not going to get the full story. And the idea is a tool could give you more insight as well, even as, you know, as a parent. Yeah, that's it took the words right out of my mouth. It's a, as as a parent, I am able to what 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 access do I have? What what info can I see? Yeah, as a, as a parent, you're really given kind of view only access to much of what a student does. Now, you can't always see every single question and answer until the teacher provides it to you, right? Like sometimes there has to be like, oh, here it is. Because again, it's like them grading it and giving back. Sometimes technology shrinks that window a little bit where it's like, oh, the teacher needs to review it, grade it. Now you can see it. But really, as a, as a family member, you have access to your kid's information to help put you on the same, you know, give you the same access of information so you can have these conversations. You can be able to, instead of showing up at parent-teacher conferences, like, oh, how's it going? You'll have the sense so that you can jump through the, how's it going, getting into, you know, oh, man, my son's doing great at math or my son's struggling at math. You can get into what do we do next? And it really can become exciting. So you get this kind of view only access and you have the ability right within the system to contact and communicate with the educators of, of your child as well. Yeah, nice. And it's a, probably a whole nother conversation as to how how involved parents are and all that stuff, but simply the ability to check in and to see what's going on, I think is 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 immensely valuable. So how has how 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 have the last two years changed your outlook on everything and moving forward how 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 are you thinking about things differently yeah i think in many ways you know the pandemic you know which i don't i don't think brought much good to anything so i got to be a little careful about the tone i say this but in some ways it it expedited or expedited some of the things that were taking a long time in education to happen and and one of those was like adding technology to the classroom. And I think there has to be a close balance. Like, I don't think kids should be only on technology. I think there is a need for conversations and collaboration and problem solving. But one of the things that happened with this, you know, forced move to a lot of times remote learning is many districts began to adopt technology at a much faster pace. You know, there was a need to be able to conduct learning anywhere. And so you needed a platform that could work in person, hybrid or remote. And, you know, one of the things that you also needed was you have a lot of, you know, in where I, you know, where I live, there, there, there's some families who did not have access to the technology to make this all possible. So the schools became one of the places where that would happen. You know, my, you know, in my district, every child was provided a device. Well, then it made possible the delivery of instruction or the delivery of a platform like Otis wherever it took place. And so I think if we were able to, as you know, as a group, as a society, be able to return to this more in-person learning in a safe way, I think that the addition of these devices will help augment and complement some of the really good work already happening in the classrooms because they'll help us 
further understand how a kid's doing and further help us communicate between ourselves. And so I think my outlook is that it, it kind of really forced schools to adopt technology a little bit faster. And my hope is that we can now reflect and take those um, that rapid adoption and be very thoughtful in our in our approach as we move forward, because we really need to look at each kid. We need to engage them in school. And one of my fears, you know, I think, you know, we have some more technology in place, but one of my fears is some kids no longer enjoy learning. And if there is something that I think every educator wants is they want to develop this sense of a lifelong learner and this passion for learning. And I'm hopeful that, you know, this school year we can really, you know, further engage that. I think some kids were able to continue to tap into that during, you know, this past year and a half, two years with the pandemic. But I'm hoping, you know, we can really focus in on that during the next year, year and a half as as we continue to learn what we're, where we're going to be at is I think the pandemic news is changing every day, it appears. Yeah, for sure. And certainly, um, I always try to, to take away positives from, from whatever situation I'm in. And so the, the hastening of a move towards technology, great. Let's, let's, let, let, let's work to adopt that without losing just the importance of, of, of focusing as much as we possibly can on personalized learning and making sure that there's not kids who are slipping through the cracks during this two-year period and just saying, you know what? learning is stupid, school is dumb, I'm not interested in doing it anymore, and then disengaging. How, how realistic is, 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 is personalized learning? Is that something that can be done for most kids? I think it, I think it can be over time. You know, I think it's one of those things where if we really look at, you know, the, the teacher-student relationship, I think is one of the most important relationships out there because, you know, it's something that can really unlock so much in a kid. And I think in order to make that as, as fruitful and as beneficial as possible, we got to have, you can't just be technology. You can't just have a kid bury his head in a computer or an iPad. There has to be a discussion. There has to be this collaboration. And I think it's important for, you know, families to understand and students to understand that like day one of a classroom, I don't think you can have personalized learning on day one. I think you can have differentiated learning so that you can understand, oh, we have these kids in this group. And I think over time through the school year, you can get closer and closer to this personalized learning because personalized learning comes from getting to know the, the kid, right? And I think just day one, I don't think that's achieved, but I think that should be the goal. And I think that with you know, with systems like Otis, with you know this ability to have information, live with a kid from year to year, you can fast track or expedite that process and, you know, put it kind of amplify it so it can go quicker. And I think that if you look at certain, you know, again, my daughter is a second grader. I'll use her as an example. By the end of the year, yeah, she's getting really personalized learning because the teacher understands um, her strengths, her areas to improve, her personality. And I think it's got to be understood that that's not going to be achieved in day one or even day two, right? There's going to be time. And I think it's getting to, you know, this discovery, this exploration, and this idea that together we're going to come together. And because also kids change dramatically, you know. So, again, there, there is going to be this thing. So I think you can get pretty close to personalized learning. But I think it's also something that's kind of one of those those elements or pursuits where you're never fully achieving it. You're just maybe a little shy where you're always tweaking it. You're always fine tuning it. 
And again, it, you know, it might be like, hey, this is a general idea. Now I'm going to tailor it to you. And I think that's something that is achievable. Yeah. And it's yeah. definitely a very worthwhile goal. You know, really being able to understand the progress of each kid. You know, that's what, you know, in Otis, that's when we say plan to be able to plan. That's to be able to plan and monitor the progress for each and every kid is something that I think is really important to attempt to do. And it's one of those things as a former teacher, even, you know, I had 150 kids, as I mentioned, even if I didn't bat 100 percent, that's not ideal, but that's the goal, right? Even if, even if I was only able to unlock and help maximize learning for 142 kids, like I sought to do it for every kid, but sometimes, you know, I might not have been able to do it. And I think it's this idea of we got to always be trying our best, got to always be working to the best of our ability and trying to meet the kids where they're at. Well said. It's certainly not a game of perfect, so I don't think it'd probably be impossible for you to bat one fifth or to to affect um, to do what you wanted to with all one hundred and fifty kids. So whatever number you did, I'm 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 confident it was incredible. It strikes me that that a system like Otis, and for lack of a better term, having kids with a permanent record moving and being continuous from one grade to the next. So I can look at George and George was in second grade last year and he really likes baseball. And instead of teacher having to start from scratch, they can say, Oh, look, George was in Chris's class last year and here's the stuff he was working on and struggling with. And here's what he's doing really well. That strikes me as, as something that that, that would be valuable. Yeah. I think it's one of those things that, in the past, we might have only put things like final scores, but if we can make it more um, personalized in terms of what you need to know, I think that's that can be a big step forward, exactly as you said. Nice. Well, Chris, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Yeah, I guess the difference-making tip I would have is to start each day trying your best. And I, I really think that if you reflect each day, and the thing that can really make a difference is – Every day, just strive to be your best and risk failure. And I think that that really allows you to achieve a lot and allows you to make improvements every single day that you're you're working on whatever project you're working on. And it's a great that's that's one of the key uh, driving principles in my own life that really I think has helped me um, do the best I can every day I can. Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets come on, come on. Chris, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and how can they engage with Otis? Yeah, to learn more about Otis, you can go to otus.com. That's otus.com. You can learn all about the initiatives and the schools we support. You can also learn more about how you can get a demo and potentially have your school adopt Otis. Uh, to learn more about me, you can uh, see me on LinkedIn um, or you can find me on Twitter, which is um, Otis, O-T-U-S, Hull, H-U-L-L, which is my last name. Um, if you want to follow the Otis, the Otis Twitter, that's Otis K12. But I definitely think, you know, the best place to go to learn about Otis is our website at Otis.com. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Chris your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to Otis.com. That's O-T-U-S.com. You can find more about Chris on LinkedIn and Twitter. I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Chris. Thank you very much. Appreciate being on today, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.